2: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk to another wwe hall of famer some may say the greatest woman superstar of all time actually the wwe has her as the greatest superstar of all time and that is the one and only trish stratus joins us today on the busted open podcast also joining us great one two punch your intercontinental champion just days away from that big matchup at WrestleMania 37 against Paulo Cruz, Big E joins us right now on the Busted Open podcast. How are you this morning? Welcome to the show,
2: old friend.
3: Thank you, old friend. Thank you for having me, Dave. Um, thank you for changing. I was a little embarrassed uh, a little <laughs> early what you're wearing. And you did know we've been exchanging tweets, so there's no excuse if you do that again. I will not be attending when you're on air.
1: Okay. Well, Trish, you know what? I'll take that. And I apologize. And you were early, but again, you're, you're professional, but you know, I I didn't know. know. Nobody told me was going to be over zoom. Nobody made me aware. So I'll put all the heat on my producer, Ed Robinson, but it is great to have you, Trish. Thank you so much for the time today. This means a lot to us.
3: Thanks for having me guys. And Bully
1: mentioned this earlier on the show. And because you just mentioned social media, Trish, and it's amazing how many people have reached out in the wrestling community excited about this interview today. And and one in particular, Mickey James talking about, of course, your big matchup that happened at WrestleMania and Playback that is, I believe, debuting today.
3: Hey, today it's coming out, yes. Oh, my God, we're so excited. We are like... Um... The, I mean, that's such a fun, like the platform that they have that show playback. Um, the two of us sitting together and just kind of like, you know, you, to watch back your own match. I mean, I think most of us, right, Bully, we, we like watch our match, but then we, you, you don't really go back and watch it over again. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe you do. I'm not sure. But you probably don't go back and watch your match as much, right? Or maybe at all? learning Not, her, not, her, 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 her not and really. You. No. <laughs> so it was kind of cool to sit down with Mickey especially, you know, you know this is known as that epic match between you and Mickey and to sit down and together watch it and just like relive it together and feel that magic and that chemistry and then, like, you know, looking at each other and just, you know, knowing that we made moments in history together. It was uh it was really awesome. So but yeah, and we're we're kind of goofy together. So it is like the episode is adorable, if <laughs> I do say so myself. <laughs>
2: When you go back and you watch that match, do you find yourself saying to yourself, wow, I'm extremely proud about every last thing we did? Or do you find yourself beating yourself up like I do all the time and I say, why the hell did I do that? Or why didn't we do this different? Are you real critical about watching your stuff back or you just enjoy the ride?
3: Uh, and there's certain matches that I'm like, oh, because you know, you know better now at this point, I think, and and you know, I'll, I'll look at things and be like, well, I was a little green at the time, so it's it's you know, I can I can give it a pass. But for the most part, I think, I mean, I'd say the the ones that I go back and watch because it's like the Charlotte Trish match, the Mickey, the those ones like. I'm very proud of all those. I mean, we worked a butt off and I feel like, like I wouldn't have changed anything in most of those matches, like that are like sort of my go-to matches. Like I feel like I I always feel like I prepared and went in ready to, to kick butt and, you know, was happy with the result. There's many matches I go back and go, Oh yeah, that was bad. You know,
2: You just brought up Charlotte's name and the WWE within the past week or so released a list of the top 50 female superstars of all time. And lo and behold, you were number one with Charlotte coming in at number two. Yeah. How does it feel for you to be voted, declared um, the number one spot in wwe as the greatest female superstar of all time
3: i don't know it honestly that's like a bold thing for them to put out like a list i mean you know it's really lists are subjective i don't know who's behind the list like did my mom vote i don't know how this <laughs> list am about but um internally like with me and my team we were kind of like I mean, I knew there was the top five and I was just grateful to be in the top five with these amazing, you know, athletes. And I, I, I kind of thought I, for sure, I actually, for sure thought Charlotte was going to be number one. That's where I, that's where I put her. Um, but, uh, I don't know, I got the number one spot and it was, it was a little crazy. And they put that package together and, you know, you get emotional when you go back on that ride and you're kind of like, you know, when they position it the way they did. If you sell the package, it was just like you're like, okay, like, cause just, I think it's just the time. I mean, I was lucky. Of course, look, I say, I only got the accolades and anything that I got was because of the people that surrounded me. And that's including someone like you, like anybody that worked with me. I mean, as you know, I was green, you know, and I came up and people were there to support me, saw the fire in me. And really like a lot of the stuff I did was only because it was a team effort and we got to you know go out there and kind of conquer these things together. So um, we were lucky in a way we were lucky that we had a, Crappy landscape to deal with at the time, right? We had these obstacles we had to overcome. So by doing that, you know, you, 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 we, we were able to tackle barriers and things like that. So, um, I, you know, I think because of the timing of my career, um, we were able to make such a big impact. And um, yeah, I'm just super grateful. And I didn't get a prize yet. I don't know what they're going to send me. Um, I'm still waiting. Check is in okay. the mail. In the mail. Okay, I'm
1: you know, you, you, you talk about all these accolades and I also mentioned this earlier on the show too, you know, Dr. Britt Baker reached out to us and she wanted to make sure that I mentioned to you in our interview today, what an inspiration that you've been on her career and most notably, a match that had the pro wrestling world talking. That was the match that she had with Thunder Rosa yep. on AEW Dynamite a couple weeks. And she said that she watched your match with Lita, that main event match between you and Lita, before that match to inspire her before getting into the ring with Thunder Rosa. When you, and I'm sure you get stories like that a lot. You know, What is that like for you to, to be a mentor to so many of these young women's wrestlers that are out right now?
3: wow. I didn't know that she, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it's when, as a wrestler, you like, and, and you know, you can relate to this, but when we, when we have like, you create this stuff, it's sort of like you do it, it's back here. It's just, you're just focused on your job. So you don't really realize what you're creating behind you. And it's not until you me have these meetings and people tell you the influence you had, like, it's just, it's hard to grasp when you're actually in the moment. Um, but it's, I mean, I saw her match and I was just like blown away. And I, I remember saying to myself, I need to reach out. I want to let Obviously I didn't want to give her the proverbial thumbs up because she might cut a promo on me, <laughs> but um, um, I mean, just, it's, I'm honored to hear that. And I mean, that's all you can imagine or all that you can wish for is like, when you go out there, you go do your best work and you hope that it leaves an impact and you hope that it influences and, you know, and it just, it, it raises the bar a little bit more so that the people behind you can come in and have a better chance to do what we all, all were trying to do, which was made um, kind of, you know, knock down the preconceived notion of what a woman could do in the wrestling world
2: um and speaking of what a woman can do in the wrestling world you were doing things um, with the men, also back in the day, I did not believe that there was a difference between the the, the men and the women because women like you gelled so well with the men. Uh, women like Lita gelled so well with the men. Women like Jazz um, uh, gelled so well with the men. One of the conversations that we all that we have here often on busted open is about intergender wrestling or intergender tag team wrestling, and I'm a big fan of it. I think it's extremely entertaining. It seems like the wrestling world shies away from it at times you were involved in a lot of intergender matches i mean you and the rock tags against me and devon me and you tagged against other opponents what's your opinion on intergender wrestling and whether or not there's a spot for it in pro wrestling today
3: I'm a huge fan of it. I feel like that's a big part of me, you know, getting over as a character was, was, you know, the fans and the audience being able to see the females and the males integrating together. And to me, it was like, like you said, it wasn't like girls or boys or men and m- male and female. It really was this character and this character having, getting to go together, which is cool and always interesting to be able to mix it up no matter what. And, you know, you have this huge roster of these amazing characters. So when you can do that and mix them up, it's really cool. Um, and of course there's just like, years you know, great storytelling that can happen when you have, You know the you have the the big man and you have the girl and i mean there were so many priceless spots with you know the chases and the and the moments of intimidation it's just uh i think it's i think it's it's cinematic gold when it can be and it can tell a great story and it's a great tool to uh develop characters and storylines for sure
1: you know trish tonight is the wwe hall of fame obviously you're a member of the hall of fame you know, what was it like that night for you? Because this is the anniversary this day of when you were inducted. What was that night like for you going into the hall of fame?
3: Oh, it was, um, gosh, it it was amazing. It was, um, you know, I, I was one of the first of the generation to be ushered in. I was the first actually to be ushered in and I'll never forget actually, when, um, Kevin Dunn had called me, he gave me the news and I had just found out I was pregnant. And I just, I was like, like my worker instinct kicked in. I was like, I don't know, Kevin. Maybe it's not the right year. And he's like, like he's giving me this amazing news. And he's like, okay, why? And I'm like, well, so I'm okay. I'm not telling. You know, I've just found out that I'm pregnant. And you know, and like my head literally went like, if we were going to do a storyline into WrestleMania, certainly I would come back. It would be a storyline. It would be a build the night before Mania. We do the thing. And he's like, I, I don't think we want to pass on this amazing opportunity. Like I literally was thinking of a storyline. It should be, <laughs> but you know, and then and kind of overseeing the, the amazing. An amazing opportunity that was happening and then I remember Stephanie called me and she just said we will just like make a moment out of it like you can share this with your fans and with like the universe and let them in like be part of this moment that you're going to share with them and you know so that was super special and to, yeah to just to go up there and I get I was a little bit annoyed. I think you're, you kind of I was retired at that point for a few years and you feel sort of away from the industry and then you know to get that recognition you kind of think it was not I just there like last week. Like you don't realize it's been years. You've put in your time. You did what you did. Uh, huge honor, of course. And um, yeah, it was a special night and I got to announce that I was pregnant and that was kind of cool for the whole WWE universe to be a part of that uh, journey. You know, follow me along on the pregnancy, knowing that they were there on the first day when I got to share that news with them.
2: See Dave now let me help you to read between the lines here because as much of a big deal that Trish is, she's still a worker, and let me explain to you this phone call with Kevin Dunn. Okay. What really was going on in Trish's mind. Kevin calls up and says, hey, Trish, we'd like to induct you into the Hall of Fame. And Trish is like, oh, well, I don't know. But maybe if we turned it into a storyline heading into me. You see, she's looking for the WrestleMania payday. Always looking for the big payoff. Just <laughs> showing up on the big shows and getting that five-figure payoff. I know what you were doing there, kid.
3: You know, yeah, I'm, it's 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 the <laughs> WrestleMania moments. Those are amazing. The moments, right? Yeah,
2: absolutely. It's all about the moments <inaudible> we create. Do you have? You've had many a WrestleMania moment, but do you, uh, 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 as you've gotten older, matured? Are there things that stick out into your mind or are a little clearer to you that you look at and go, "Wow, that is a defining moment." Like if I had to pick a picture, a moment in time that defined my career, what would that picture be? What would that moment be? Uh,
3: I was probably say the slapping of the Vince. uh, I actually watched that back. That was WrestleMania. uh, Oh gosh, I'm going to say 17. I think it was. And I had this you know obviously this storyline with vince mcmahon and the real turning point like i mean as we all know i went through some serious stuff <laughs> like in the ring and, and uh, there was the big barking of the dog moment and there was all these things that you know were very um controversial at the time and still like for some reason 20 years later i'm still talking about that moment um but to me that moment is why the WrestleMania moment was so big was because these things that I did along the way, um, you know, it was important for the character. It needed to go to that level in order for the fans to really like get behind and root behind this girl who was like, I mean, I was a vixen. I was a villainous vixen at the, at the time and for them and doing bad things. Right. I was not a, not, not role model type material. Um, And then they, they really got behind me because they saw this like, just like, come on, like get just, Get under, like, get under, get under his thumb. That's what they wanted. They were rooting for that. And so those moments were so necessary as a character. And then finally getting to the point where, you know, Trish Stratus got to stand up for herself. And then on the grandest stage of all, slap Vince McMahon and uh, and turn around. And then for me as a character, that was like, it was, you know, character wise, it was like, okay, now we're going to put this girl here and she's going to go out on her own and try to do this on her own. She doesn't need a man. But for me as a person, like I knew this was now a new opportunity to go and like do this, you know, walk in new territory, I guess you can say, where I hadn't really ventured into this on my own. Um, and so it was a real turning point. And I think, you know, if you go back and watch that crowd, you listen, like you have Shane McMahon, you got Vince McMahon, you got Linda, you have uh, Stephanie, Nick Foley was the ref. Like it was just epic, right? Like, and you just hear the crowd. Um, that was a, an incredible WrestleMania moment um, and, and really a defining moment for me as a character for my, my, my I guess, my my next journey to become a full-time wrestler.
2: You explained how you portrayed the villainous vixen. You've explained how you were putting scenarios back in the day that, you know, maybe a, a, a little difficult by today's standards. You're also a mommy. You're also a mommy now. So, how do you? have you started to prepare your children or how do you plan on preparing your children for the in- inevitable moments when they do see mommy from back in the day doing portraying the villainous vixen or you know doing things that they would probably shocked to see mom do
3: um well i guess i haven't really thought too much about it thanks i'll start that now <laughs> no i mean like you know it's uh it'll be a he's too young too max is seven years old right now he doesn't even watch wrestling it's like even you know it's funny when i was fighting charlotte like everyone said oh my god it's so cool he can watch you live and i was like oh, there's no way i'm bringing my kid to see me live like getting my ass beat and my face smashed by somebody no he's not going to see that um so he doesn't like i we don't we do as little violence as we can um so he's not exposed to it yet but i mean you know it'll be a conversation he he knows that i'm that I do my job on television, he understands acting, he understands all that thing. So I'm just, I think it's just a, a matter of sort of over the years building up to establishing what it's all about and in the inter- entertainment industry. And we'll deal with it when we get there, <laughs> cross that bridge when we get there. He'll call you know, his Uncle just- Bubba and you can tell him what's what.
2: <laughs> <laughs> C-
3: come on,
1: Max. <laughs>
3: <laughs> come uh, on, sit when- here, let me talk to you. Let not tell you a couple stories. <laughs>
1: Trish, when you got into the world of pro wrestling, did you think that even all this time after you were out that you really are never really out of the world of pro wrestling, right? It is, you know, Bully always says it's kind of like the mafia in a way that you think you're out, but they find a way to pull you back in. Is that a way you would describe it as well? Yeah,
3: Hotel California, that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know that. I, you know, you figure at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm going to retire. I'm going to go do yoga and dye my hair brown. See ya. Or, or maybe not, (laughs) you know, um, I'm just, you know, I, it's nice to know, to be honest, you have this thing that's a part of you for life. And, and I mean, it's like wrestling to be a wrestler. This is something that is in my blood. that is part of me to always be a part of me. Um, it does surprise me when I get a call or we decide we're going to go do another match to get back into the ring. I'm always like, I don't know if I can, and then my body's like, you, you can do that. <laughs> just go do it. And then I do it. And it just happens. Like, it's, it's literally like, I mean, Bubba, you know, it's like riding a bike. Somehow you just, your body's like, no, no, I got this. You know, in your mind you think I'm, I, just, I remember when we, we started running spots in the ring and I was like, let me watch that video back. I was like, that felt, that was bad, huh? And I'm looking around, right? It's bad. And like, no, I look at the video. I'm like, pretty good like your body's just there it's pretty cool so it's like definitely like part of you listen I've watched wrestling since I was a child it's part of my life it's been part of my family it's been part of everything so um so I'm not really surprised that you walk away it's going to always be a part of us and then of course as uh, alumni and, and you're always part of, a part of it as a family and we're part of events and things like that but I'm, I'm blessed and I feel so grateful now um, that it is a part of my life the way it is
2: do you continue to watch the product today and if you do is there anybody that really catches your eye
3: uh, I do watch the product. Um, um i I mean, I'm, I'm for me, like I've been watch, watching and, and waiting for Bianca Belair to kind of begin her journey. And obviously this is going to be the big, I mean, what a huge beginning for her to come out and just like step into the WrestleMania spotlight and, uh, and to be with a professional, like Sasha Banks, they're going to like, they're just going to kill it. I'm super excited about that match. And, um, yeah, I, I think uh, she's been one that I, I just feel like it's a good time right now. Like I know um, just these new girls are going to come up and we got Rhea Ripley and it's uh, it's an exciting time. I mean, you know, everyone asks, would you want to go back? And it's like right now, you just want to sit back and watch everyone like all these new to all this new talent come out and just infuse this new energy that uh, that we're going to start to see with everyone coming up.
1: Uh now that you're here on with, with, with Bubba, is, is there a good story, a funny story you could share with the nation when it comes to hmm. bullying?
3: Bob, do you have any stories? We talk about this how we like I try know. to remember, but unfortunately we're concussed a lot and we don't remember a lot. Do you remember some stuff? Hmm. Uh, I, I remember
2: one night being a little intimidated by you.
3: Would it be the night that uh, we were told there would be a certain scene? What were we doing? Where we're, let me think. Oh, we were kissing. Do you remember that?
2: Yep. And I think I'm I
3: blushing thought, like, right I now. Do, and I never, <laughs>
1: sometimes
3: the <laughs> zoom <do. Sometimes laughs> is not that clear, but I think he may be blushing. I'm not sure. Is he? David, do you, do you Yeah, he, no, he's
1: definitely blushing. And believe me, if anybody had to kiss <laughs> you, night, so. they're not forgetting so let's it let's ever. I so. say,
3: Bubba was like a badass, hard ass. And he was like, I would call, you know, this, I would define our relationship, um, like, tough love (laughs) where he would give me shit for stuff that, um, maybe, uh, but in a good way, it was, it was a constructive way, right? It was, Mm -hmm. I learned from him. I learned so much from you and you know this, I've told you this. Um, that's why I just saw, I think a tweet actually before I went that I had my list, you were like top of my list, my little scroll thing, you know, (laughs) my hall of fame speech, you were very integral to, um, my success because you were behind me believing in me and you, you know, you would tell it as it was, as it was, you were like, this is not going to work. And you just, you were great like that. So this, so this is Baba. So he's just, is like my critic he would come I'd come out I would he would tell me what's up this is just like it would be a natural thing after my match I'd go to him because I wanted that feedback I want to know how I messed up I want to know how what was good um, so then we have our storyline and we were both into it like we were just like loving the just the, the tale we were telling right we were being able to take the the, the crowd on a, on a nice ride and then there was the kissing scene so then so then he's <laughs> just like so nervous like I could I was like I, I just I could have never seen him be so intimidated and so nervous it was so great I was like so are we gonna like do we practice this like what do we do which is a weird thing to say to someone like do you want to practice it he's like yeah I mean you should <laughs> I would, I would say we maybe practiced some timing there was some timing stuff because wrestlers know that timing's very important and my blushing? of course oh you got to go over it many times <laughs> to get that timing down of course very important in uh, wrestling uh, i'm getting nervous i'm gonna stop because i think i'm blushing a little bit but anyway let's just say we nailed that spot put it that way
2: <laughs>
3: and and this is
2: why i give her so much credit first of all when you ask me about some of the hardest working people in wrestling her name immediately comes to mind because i've never seen anybody uh pay their dues in the traditional sense as she did and she paid them directly to everybody that she worked with in the attitude era and she worked so hard she was constantly black and blue bumped and bruised uh she used to just take bumps on her face and then just get right back up smile and do it again and she's involved in this whole storyline and yes We had to do the kiss and she comes up to me and she's like, should we practice it? Dave for, for one of the first moments I can ever remember in my career. I was just like, I was a deer in the headlights. She stopped me right in my tracks and I'm like, um, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, sure, yeah, show you what a practice, <laughs> why not? But here's the thing, we get into the match and it's the Dudleys versus Test and Albert and the, 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 the payoff, the end of the match is after, a, a, when it looks just like I'm about to put Trish through the table, she's gonna give me the kiss and she's gonna get away again. I was a bloody mess. I had taken a bump in the match and my nose got busted open. I was covered in blood. So I'm thinking to myself, oh no, this poor girl, she's got to kiss me now. I'm covered in blood. And she went right in for it. There's blood all over Trisha's face. She pulls away from the kiss. She just wipes the blood off of her mouth like a complete pro. And then she turns her back. She goes to walk away. The place starts booing like crazy. Like she got over on me. Again, and then I snatched her up by the hair. We drug her to the back. Devon p- picked her up, put his hand on her butt, and then we put her through a table.
3: <laughs> I like you threw that in there. <laughs> There's because, footage to prove yeah, it. That's... <laughs> so, yeah, up my butt. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, that was so good. How about when we went through the table? I remember uh, you'd been putting a few girls through the table, and I was like, "I need you to put me down, like, like as you would put a guy through the table." And I knew this was like important for me. I knew this was like a moment I had to like prove to everyone that I was willing to put my body on the line and do this like, like full on. That was what I wanted to do on that, on that spot.
2: You did. And I didn't give you the, uh, I didn't give you the traditional really, really take care of you bump. I, I let you go through on your own and you, and you took it like a champ and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass cause you're on the show. I've said this in many of interview, um, you, I've never seen anybody want to improve every single day, as I saw you wanting to improve. I saw you soak it all in from me or Devon and or, or from the Rock or anybody else that you worked with. Dave, she was a, 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 a consummate pro and a sponge wanting to learn and i'm not shocked that she got voted number one superstar because when you think of the word superstar that's what she is forget about the word wrestler trish was a good wrestler is trish stratus charlotte flair when it comes to wrestling no and i'll say it to her face but when it comes to being a superstar yes everything that she's accomplished she's the number one superstar in wwe history wow
3: wow thank you wow
2: that's well, that's as nice as I'm getting this morning, by the way. Yeah,
3: that's that, as that, nice who, as it gets. Who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> People are changing the channel. We don't like this, Bubba. <laughs> uh, Love. Thank you, know, you so much. I appreciate that. Trish, before we
1: let you go, uh, TrishStratus.com. Why did we
3: just begun. We're getting fired up. We got more stories. Oh, sorry. You want? Okay, yeah, you got more show to do. I got it. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, don't, Dave, please don't let me be on. the one to let you go. Go ahead, Bully. Dave, she wants to stick around and you're going to kick her off the show? I'm not kicking her off the show. I thought really? she had other things to do. I was being considerate to our guest. Don't put me in this position, Bully,
3: please. This is You got, you got Big E coming
1: up. I understand. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I'll, I'll cancel, cancel Big E. I have I no problem canceling the Intercontinental <laughs> Champion Big E. Um, but I do want to plug what you got going on. I mentioned... Uh, TrishStratus.com, you are in amazing shape. Like you just said, they could call you and you could jump right in and get back into the ring. I'm sure that has a lot to do with your yoga. So talk a little bit about that for our audience and how our audience can get involved.
3: Oh, my yoga? Well, I I feel like yoga is like something that I discovered once I had a herniated disc in my back and uh, it basically saved me and made me come back and just be a normal human being, but also an elite wrestler. So, um, it's like, I feel like every wrestler should, it should be like diagnosed, like every wrestler should do yoga or else you're going to have problems down the line, you know? Um, but, um, no, I actually got into this like this COVID 15 thing that was happening that people were talking about, how people are gaining weight due, due to like Netflixing and stuff. And, but as you know, busy schedule, you're always on the go, 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 go. And there's appearances and there's things that's the life. Lifestyle. so for the first time in 20 years i'm like i have no trish strata stuff on the horizon i can literally sit and like i'm gonna have a bag of chips tonight with my movie i'm gonna and i did stuff that like normal people did <laughs> and um it added up i just didn't have time to work out because i was homeschooling and i was there's a lot of shows that i hadn't watched yet being on the road and when you're home you get to watch shows so i was enjoying that stuff but anyway so i, I was living a little bit of a sedentary lifestyle and i understood that that's not a good thing so um i i, I was like okay okay I got to get back on track. Cause you start to see like people are like getting out in the open again. My agent's calling for appearance. I'm like, Oh, okay. One sec. So I actually did my, my got my yoga DVD and it's just like, it's 10 minute blocks of um, there's like, you know, different body parts It focuses on different body parts, put that in because I know it sounds weird to like watch your own DVD, but I just need to do like a mindless, just let me just do this for 10 minutes and kind of get into it. And then I slowly got into it, did 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes. And I do 30 minutes, 50 minutes. And then now I'm doing like back to my weights and my, my body weight exercises. And then I use my yoga sort of just the, just to supplement my workout. And it's been great. So I recommend yoga to everybody. You can go to truestress.com of course and get my yoga DVDs, but um, it's just great. Um, especially as a wrestler.
1: Okay. Love it. I got to start doing <laughs> that bully. Cause, I mean, I've, I've, I've gained some COVID weight for sure bully. So I need to do
2: start get on
3: the program. Boy. Get on the program. Maybe, I maybe,
2: maybe you could meet up with Trish one day, and Trish could
1: give you a you know a personal lesson or something. How would you like that? Now let me th- let me say something, Bully. As soon as Trish is off this interview, if we were to bump into each other on the streets, you'd be like, "Who are you? Who, who? Excuse me, who are you? Uh,
3: Come on, that's not me." Once we're in, <laughs> we're in for life, kid. Nice. Like I'm in people. with Trish
1: Stratus, Bully. Did you hear that? Here I'm go. in. I'm in oh, n- now he's gonna like for, life, for life <laughs> for life. That's all I'm going to talk besties. about now is
2: how you and <laughs> you and him are besties. Oh my God. Now you've created a monster.
1: <laughs> Trish, seriously. Thank you so much for the time. Again, a playback on all media platforms for the WWE that debuts today with Mickey James and, uh, Listen, Trish, always a pleasure. Go to TrishStratus.com, and thank you so much for the stories, and thank you so much for the time.
3: Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Thanks for coming on. It was great to see you.
3: Thanks for the kind words, my friend. Appreciate oh, it. Got it
1: she made you like Ralph Cramden, bull You're going, humming humana humming hummina, humming. humming,
3: humming. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I did that. I did that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ah, back here on busted open. Dave Lagraca, bully right? Trish, club for life, bully. According to Hall of Famer Trish Stratus, who just joined us. So, I'm in, man. I'm in for life, bully. For life. The worst thing that she could have
2: said is that you and her are besties. Yeah, you're right
1: up there with Lita. For life. Um, seriously one thing I do want to bring up from that interview Bully and it's something that again not blowing smoke up her ass because you have mentioned it on the show many many times is the work ethic and you can still see the work ethic that Trish has
2: Um, without a doubt always a consummate professional Um, I I enjoyed the interview it's great catching up with her reminiscing good to hear her talking about the fact that she still watches the product, she's got high hopes for Bianca Belair. Yep, and I think and I think she's also very understanding about her her place I- in history. And like I said, Dave, and I and, and I and I said it while she was on the air. As, as far as wrestler is concerned, Charlotte's number one superstar. It is Trish, and there's a variety of reasons why it is Trish, and maybe one day it will be Charlotte, but as of right now, I agree with the list that the WWE put out.
1: Well, somebody who is definitely a superstar, and he is also, Bully, your Intercontinental Champion and has a huge match coming up this weekend at WrestleMania 37, which you can see exclusively on Peacock, and that is the one and only
0: Big A. Big A, good morning to you. Thanks for the time uh good morning thank you for the time uh i, I hate to, to backtrack but i caught the tail end of your conversation uh and i'm curious where do you guys have becky Ooh, where is where becky we on the becky?
2: list
1: mm. of yeah. all time she's got to be there she's yeah. got to be there in the top five has to be in the top five maybe maybe even as i would probably put her man for if you factor in that wrestlemania moment bully I, I I would put I would I would put and for me it's a little bit different. You know, Bully. I have Charlotte at one, Trish at two, and I would put Becky at three. Wow, you got you got Charlotte over Trish. I have Charlotte number one. I've been touting Charlotte. I think honestly, uh she is the best women's wrestler right now, and I think when it's all said and done, she's gonna be the greatest of all time.
2: Yeah, but here's the difference, E. He's talking wrestler as opposed to superstar. So that
1: that's where he's that's where his list
2: differ, uh, well, differs.
1: But B- B- Big E though, I, and and this is completely um underrated and it should be talked about more. I think Charlotte's entrance when you want to talk about a superstar and personality and character, her entrance at WrestleMania 35 is maybe one of the greatest entrances all time at a WrestleMania.
0: That that's fair. That's definitely up there. I don't know. I, I find this, for some reason, I find this conversation fascinating, too. And I know a bit of it for me also is nostalgia. We all grew up on Trish and the fact that she was able to come back, like, a couple of years ago and still killed it. And I feel like she's such a crossover superstar and a household name in her time. Um, but, yeah, anyways, I, I'm sure we want to talk about other things at some point. But I, I find this conversation Scintillating, personally. Well, but, well big game. She just, told curious, me that we're besties. E, who
1: would be? She told me e, who would Same. be your
0: top three? Just curious. Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. See, the problem is now is I work with a lot of these women currently, and I don't want to get in <laughs> uh, trouble, so I'm I'm not going to answer that on the air. I'm going to cop out uh, and let y'all get in trouble, not me.
2: Can I? Can I ask you this? Do you yep. do you particularly have a? Uh, a fellow female worker that you appreciate watching more than just about anybody else. This guy. I mean, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. We all have our individual favorites. Like you brought up, ba- you brought up Becky's name. So do you? Do you like watching Becky's matches for any particular reason over other uh, other women's matches?
0: So I'll say when you first pose the question, I would say Oscar to me is maybe my. Like, one of my favorite wrestlers, barring male or female, on the planet. I think the issue with Asuka is she she hasn't had the same machine behind her to make her feel like, I don't think she's had the same opportunities to have these massive WrestleMania moments and these huge opportunities um, as the others have. So it's kind of hard to put her in the same vein when you look at her track list. But if you want to talk about ability and charisma... And her ability, like what she was doing during the beginning of the pandemic era when she was working both shows because she was a tag champ and she was wildly entertaining commentary in matches. Like she's someone that is a generational talent in a way there's just never going to be another Oscar in my opinion. Um, I think Becky's biggest moment is so massive. Her run as the man is so untouchable in many ways. Like if you talk about, anyone, man or woman, at their very peak in the last 10 years, like, she's probably in the same tier as, like, a Daniel Bryan, you know, yep. or as, like, as far as that baby face that people, like, the place would, like, the roofs would blow for her. So that's why, like, it's interesting to judge, like, the last six, seven years as a total for some of these women, or are we judging the very peaks? Are we judging just in-ring ability? It's all very interesting when you talk about these factors.
1: You know, Biggie, you mentioned about, you know, great pops and great moments, and you've been a part of many of them. I mean, even as early as being outside the ring when Dolph Ziggler won the world championship at the Meadowlands in New Jersey the night after WrestleMania 29, leading up to this incredible run with the New Day. And now, you know, the first time in over a year being in front of fans this weekend, I mean, how surreal is that night going to be for you to finally be in front of, a, in front of a fans
0: in over a year? It's massive for many reasons. For one, I, I didn't realize this until someone said this recently, but it's my first singles match at WrestleMania, ever. I've never had a singles wow. match at WrestleMania. I've even walked into WrestleMania as Intercontinental Champion, what, seven years ago, and I was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. So I've never had a singles match. And so, so it's that it's also coming back to fans for the first time in over a year, which is hard to fathom. And, and also for me, like Tampa is my hometown. I'm born and raised here. Uh still live here. I own a home here. This is, this is my home. Uh, and I like, man, I played my high school football all-star game when I was 17 in that stadium at Raymond wow. James. Um, wow. it, it's a place. This is, this is my town. This is my city. So to be able to to have a match here um, at WrestleMania in my hometown, it's huge. It's one of those things um, that I'll always remember because it's, it's such a massive part of my career. When it's all said and done, I'll be able to look back at, you know, my first singles match was at home after over a year of having no fans.
2: Biggie, I know myself and Dave are looking forward to your match against Apollo Crews. I uh, just have to ask you, what exactly are the rules and regulations of a Nigerian drum
0: match? Bully, yeah, I know you set me up. Because you know I don't know. You know damn well I don't know the rules and regulations. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. God. to make me look like a fool on air. <laughs> I no, don't know the answer. No, you know I don't no, know you. I, I,
2: <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> I'm scratching my head. I thought, I'm gonna Google. Okay, so I don't know. No, 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 not at all. I, I would never do that. Um, there are no rules. Okay, so, so, uh, uh, okay, okay, so. All right. So cool. Yeah, well, we'll all find out together. Great. Good
0: answer. <laughs> we'll find out together. Trust me, I'm, I might have to learn on the fly, but I'm, I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to learn it, and I'm going to master the rule set. I might not know right now, but I'm going to do some research. I'm going to read out to some people, some officials, uh, maybe some historians that might have a record of such a match. But uh, we'll figure this thing out.
1: You know, Biggie, talk about talk about your reach as a WWE superstar. Because obviously, a lot of people are upset when the New Day not broke up, but were split. And you know, and you know, Kofi and Xavier going to another brand. How tough was that transition for you leading up to this match we're going to see this weekend?
0: Um, it, it it was an adjustment for sure. You know, you spend that much time with your boys, with your brothers, um, and just. For me, like I had had singles matches, maybe not on a weekly basis, but we had done singles matches as we, you know, we were a tag team. But from time to time, I was still doing that. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, the pandemic in many ways was a blessing in disguise. And that if you talk to, you know, any any wrestler who has a traveling partner or a crew, and you're split up from your crew, especially when you're doing the four to five shows a week like we were, that that is like one of the most devastating things because that, that's your little, that's your traveling family. Um, and the one thing with the pandemic is we weren't having those four to five shows a week. So it didn't feel like this very distinct being cut off from your people and now you have to find other people to ride with or ride alone. So that, that honestly, like behind the scenes, that was, that was the biggest thing is I don't have my riding crew anymore, but we're not really riding like we used to. So kind of, if it was like the old schedule, if this was like two years ago, I think that would have really just been a big change for me. Um, but, yeah, the biggest thing is I feel like in many ways those two are, uh, I like to refer to them as my, my safety blanket, is I, just kn- I like having knowing that they're there, you know, that comfort blanket of knowing that they're close and they're nearby and it feels familiar and it's comfortable. But I think, uh, you know, I'm a big Seinfeld fan, and one of the quotes he has on Wale's <sighs> album, um, the album about nothing, is he talks about growth. And about how you're never really ready for growth or change. And oftentimes, it's just about, you know, you don't necessarily have all your ducks in a row. You know, it's just just jumping into it. And you learn on the way, and that's that's how you grow. And so that's what it has been for us, too, is uh, something that we weren't really anticipating at the time. Uh, We all felt that we could all pursue singles goals and singles titles and still stay together on the same show. But uh, this is what we were handed. And, you know, we had a great run together on the same show. I think we'll get back at some point. And those are my brothers for life. When we're 60, 70 years old, those are still my brothers. Um, But, yeah, it's been an adjustment for me. But I think it's allowed me to show different wrinkles. You know, I've been able to to show people clamored for me to be serious. And for me, it's not just about, like, deciding, hey, I'm going to be mad now. But, bro, if if you take a, a set of steel steps, and you try to end my life, and my career, whatever it is you try to do, you don't have to ask me to be serious. You don't see a side of me you don't want to see. So that's what I've been trying to tell people is the situation has to dictate what level of emotion I'm going to give you. And, and that's what I want. Like I want to show layers as a performer. I want, to, I want to be the same performer one night who can make you laugh more than any other wrestler on the planet. And I want to be the same performer who can show you a, a sense of intensity, of anger, of of vitriol that you hadn't seen before or you didn't know you could see. Um, So I want to show those layers, and and that's what I'm getting more of an opportunity to
2: do right now. Big E, just tell us a moment uh, about your opponent at WrestleMania. Obviously, it's Apollo Crews. Um, We're seeing a different side of Apollo lately. Um, Over the past few years, I've seen Apollo get many an opportunity. Um, What do you think of the new side of him, Um,
0: and how do you think he's doing in his new role? I, I'll say this: I think he stepped up. We've been butting heads, but man, if you watch Apollo Cruz and you watch what he does in ring and what he's been doing for years, you see a man who is what about 250 pounds who can do all the strongman stuff. He can he can move like a high flyer. You're like this is this man is a hybrid uh, and extremely talented. So you know, for me, Apollo Cruz was one of those guys that I would watch for the last several years and say. This guy can go. This guy can really go. And all he needed was that opportunity to show that he was more than just a guy in type. That he had more to offer. And, and we all know, like, this business is not just about in-ring ability, you know, especially on the main roster in WWE. If you're just a guy who's great in ring and you can't bring it on promos or through your character and you're kind of flat as a personality, there's, just, there's, there's a feeling for you that isn't very high. So for him, you know, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about, you know, the, uh, the accent or the spear or a lot of the things that you see. But you can't deny the kind of talent he is in the ring. And now he's getting these opportunities to really challenge for a title. And I'll say, you know, I feel like we have we have a real this is a blood feud. This is this for me. He's taking me to a level that I hadn't been taken to before. I never, after, man, I've been with this company, if you count FCW and NXT, I've been with this company since August of 2009. And this is the first time I've ever been in something like this where I can look across the ring from someone and, and my thought is, I want to end you. I want to make sure you're off for a year. If you, have to, you still have to spend the next year and a half recuperating or rethinking your career plans or, or, or going back to your college degree or hoping that you learned a vocation or a craft because maybe this wrestling thing should be done for you. So this is the first time that I've had that kind of, that kind of anger. Because for wow. me, I've always been able to show this looseness and the silliness, but still get it done in the ring. But now for me, like that's out of the, the window, man. You, you, you take it to that level where you try to end me like that, now you're going to see a side of me that you haven't seen before, and you're going to wish you could put that genie back in the bottle. Well,
1: I mean, Big E, we're excited. Again, WrestleMania 37 exclusively on Peacock at Raymond James Stadium. And somebody who had Hall of Fame moments in that stadium, Derek Brooks who is a fan of this show, and has been on many times, uh, has been touting you since those days of FCW. And that guy, like you, is just amazing when it comes to that uh, Tampa Bay area. So congratulations on all the success, and can't wait for that matchup this weekend at WrestleMania 37.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And also, Derek Brooks is a legend. He's someone who I've looked up to. I got to meet him a few years ago in Tampa, and it blew my mind. Not just for what he did. I was a big Florida State fan and a Bucs fan but he was incredible on the field, a true Hall of Famer, but also a Hall of Famer in the community, the things that he would do with kids yep. and take them on safaris, um, kids who, who did well in school. So he's someone who I aspire to be in many ways. That means a ton uh, hearing. So so thank you very, very much, and I appreciate it and look forward to WrestleMania, man.
1: Big E, congratulations, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right, Big take Gary care. and big matchup with Apollo Cruz coming up uh, night number two of WrestleMania 37 on Peacock. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Go to KeepItFunOhio.com
0: for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.